Hey, DJ, it's time for another episode of The Men Who Watch Movies. What are we going to talk about today? Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Damn it, I haven't seen it yet. How about the Barbie movie? I haven't seen it yet. Um, shoot. I know. How about Oppenheimer? I have not seen it yet, but I really, really want to see it. Damn it, we haven't seen anything, and we're the men who watch movies. Eh, screw it. Let's just talk about a bunch of random crap. We're a couple of guys who like to watch movies. Cinema nerds who made it our duty to make a show where we break down, discuss, and review. We're the men who watch movies. Hello, Hello everybody. everybody. How are you doing? <laughs> we said it at the same time. <laughs> Uh, welcome to another episode of The Men Who Watch Movies. <laughs> my name is Alec. And my name's DJ the Movie Man Wagner, also known as COE of The Men Who Watch Movies. Yes. And we have a, a great episode. We're just going to talk about, you know, the, everything going on in this movie in, you know, industry. We're going to talk about, you know, the movies that are coming out, stuff that we want to see, opinions on, on movies. Uh, that are in theaters and whatnot. Uh, we're just going to have fun. It's going to be a hodgepodge of random stuff. Uh, we hope you enjoy our little discussion. Uh, but first, like we always do, we're going to talk about the latest in the movie industry. This week in Movie, movie news. news. Cue that intro. All right, all right, all right. This week in movie news, uh, Danny Elfman has been <laughs> he has been in the news lately. Apparently, due to an old uh, sexual harassment case, uh, Danny Elfman has been accused of sexual harassment by female composer. He agreed to pay eight hundred and thirty thousand dollars for in a settlement. What? Uh, yeah, apparently this was a few years ago, um, and. Uh, it's starting to resurface because, like, I guess he's failed to make payments and whatnot. Um, so apparently, <laughs> uh, he's being sued for a breach of contract for failing to make settlement payments uh, due to the allegation. A new investigation in Rolling Stone claims that Elfman sexually harassed uh, Nomi Abadi, a Grammy-nominated pianist and composer, in 2015 and 2016. So it's been a, a uh, you know, it's been a bit. Um, but Elfman denies the claims. And Abadi's now suing Elfman for breach of contract and failing to pay. What do you think about this? I think it's uh, holy moly. <laughs> it's a it, it's a whopper of a story. Woo! Yeah. Uh, Elfman denies all accusations. Of course, of course, he's going to do that. But um, he denies any improper behavior in a statement to Rolling Stone, uh, stating that he did not expose himself or <laughs> masturbate in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at him. Like he does not. I mean, he looks he looks like a creepy guy who would do that kind of shit. So well, you know, Danny Elfman. I don't know. I'm just saying. He's a he's a famous movie composer who has composed movies such as uh, I think Beetlejuice, Batman, yeah. Spider-Man. 1989, uh, Batman Returns, a lot 1992, of, uh, Tim Burton's crap. Uh, you I mean, know, does this look like a face? Christmas. Does this look like a face you can trust? I don't know. <laughs> For the people that are watching the video, Danny, I, mean, I have Danny, a picture of him Danny. right here. And I don't know. 
Does that look like? Do, would you want to be alone with him? I don't think so. <laughs> he looks. Um, so he looks very very happy. He looks creepy uh, <laughs> uh but yeah anyway mo- moving on moving on i don't want to talk more about this moving before i'm gonna start i'm gonna throw up and it's not gonna be good then we'll all start throwing up it's gonna be disgusting anyway let's move on move on uh, apparently braun the production company that did such thing, uh, movies as like licorice pizza uh, ghostbusters afterlife the joker it's filing for bankruptcy oh no what do you what do you, what do you think about that man i haven't heard of this movie but uh I heard of Licorice Pizza, but I have not seen that movie. Um, but you seen like the Joker, and we saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh yeah, I, like I, I saw the Joker movie with uh, Walking Phoenix, and I have to say, it's very, very different and uh, very, very nuanced. And of course, when I saw the beginning of the movie, it looked a little vaudevillian, like vaudeville, a little bit. Yeah, but what do you think about the company going bankrupt? Uh, it's um, sad. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I mean, they've made some great pictures and stuff like that. It's just sad that they can't keep afloat in this climate. I mean, uh, according to a statement they released, they said, um, having explored many options for months, uh, Braun had no choice but to take this step in light of its financial circumstances. Oops, I got a phone call. Uh, uh, Wrote the CEO. uh, The last few years have been incredibly difficult for Braun, and things have only gotten more complicated over these past months. Uh, COVID and many other issues affecting the media industry. The last few years, most, most recently, the strikes made Braun's ability to continue existing impossible. So, uh, I mean, you know, just, just, just a whirlwind of different things, uh, you know, bad climate uh, for the movie industry. I mean, just brought it down. Yeah, it sucks. It happens. Uh, so hopefully, you know, hopefully the people that are involved can move on to a different studio and continue to make the movies we love. But uh you know, it's just it's just a terrible climate for movies right now. It's like everything's up in the wind. All the the, the actors and writers are on strike. They're not wanting to pay them. Uh, AI is threatening to take over. Uh, James Cameron warned us of this day. No, I'm just joking. But I mean, uh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a load of nonsense. You know, nowadays Hollywood is a little different. Yeah. Uh, I wish they would just just solve the writer strike. Just solve it and get on with their lives. Get yeah. over it. <laughs> well, I mean, they do, de- they do deserve to be paid what they, with, with mm-hmm. the, you know, what they're worth, you know. So, I mean, they can't just get over it. But, I mean, like, the studios need to wise up and, and pay them what they're worth, man. Um, but, you know, anyway, that's a whole, that's a whole, diff- that's a whole other discussion. F***ing scammers trying to get a hold of me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Moving on, not to get too off topic here. Uh, right, all right, all right. Our next bit of movie news, Aquaman. Apparently, uh, so the, the Aquaman sequel, it's still coming out. Apparently, it's been going through reshoot after reshoot. They're desperately trying to course correct after the disaster that was the Flash movie. Uh, now, you, you ended up seeing the Flash movie, right? Oh, yeah, I saw it. It was very, very interesting. <laughs> but my favorite part's... Including the cameos of Christopher Reeves, uh-huh. Helen Slater, uh, George Reeves. Spoiler um, for anyone who hasn't seen it. Uh, uh, Adam West, uh-huh. which I found very, very surprising. So I got nostalgia fever, you know, nostalgia yeah. quality. <laughs> I think that was the big selling point for everybody uh, was like the, all the, the cameos and stuff like that. It was basically this, ver- you know, this um, DC's version of like Multiverse of Madness or... Um, you know, end game, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But uh, 
or like you know Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, where they you know they, they were selling it on the the chance of seeing some of the old actors and whatnot. Um, but that I think that was like the only <laughs> selling point of the movie. Uh, that and then you know Michael Keaton, but uh, it just didn't hold up um, from what I've heard. Now, now, would you say overall was it a, a good movie, or do you think it was a bad movie? Uh, some parts were good. I thought that the part of the movie was a little confusing because they had a uh, you know Ezra Miller Flash, they had another Flash, uh, something about you know a dark Flash. Yeah. Uh, something confusing about the whole movie. Now, uh, I think that's a perfect keyword here. Confusing. I think they just. They just screwed with audiences' brains because, I mean, not not that saying like everyone's dumb and they can't figure it out, but it's just like it, it you know, everything's so muddled up because they they have a new universe that's supposed to take over for the Snyder universe, and this was supposed to be the bridge between the two, and it's like you know, and then they start including like shit like you know spoilers uh, at the end of the movie. George Clooney Batman shows up, and it's just like what the fuck? <laughs> like like okay, what what are you going with? Is it supposed to be a reboot? introducing the new universe but it's still showing a bunch of old cameos and i think it just gets you know for the general audience go we're just like what, what, what am i seeing like it doesn't make any sense i don't know i don't know what the f- this is and well you know um and then you if got they do make a if they do make a new script george clooney might be batman if that happens no just burn that all, a, burn all that shit to the ground they need a better <laughs> script for george clooney when he's batman uh-huh yeah, but it's like it's just so confusing. It's like why why are they still putting this stuff out? Like, and now we have like a you know like I'm just about to talk about Aquaman. It's still like the last vestiges of the the Snyderverse. They should just shove this shit onto onto like HBO Max or something because it's like it's so like it's over. It's done. We don't need to see any more of this crap. But apparently, uh, originally they were going to include Batman in the Aquaman sequel, and uh, originally they had put. Michael Keaton Batman because of the Flash and they decided to scrap that and they put I think Ben Affleck's Batman was supposed to show and they scrapped that and uh, now they got rid of Batman in the movie altogether because they don't want to confuse anybody but it's already so confusing and then um, they did a bunch of screen tests and reshoots and it's been insane it's like they're just trying so desperately to make this movie viable like just shove it on streaming you know it's over for this this part of the universe it's history yeah you know just shove it on streaming you know <laughs> i understand that the flash didn't do well in theaters it oh, yeah. didn't making it didn't make enough money uh it's going to be on streaming service very very soon don't worry ladies and gentlemen yeah. everything's going to be okay you know that, you know that's a good message you know everything's going to be okay all right all right all right uh next bit of movie news he-man and the masters of the universe are you are you a fan of he-man at all <laughs> Well, I uh, I think I saw the cartoon a long time ago, <laughs> and then of course in Ghostbusters two they had a reference of He Man. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be He Man. Yeah, that's right. Uh, apparently, they were supposed to make a live action He Man movie uh, for Netflix, but that is no longer. Uh, it has been canceled now. Insiders said that close to thirty million has already been spent on the development of this uh, He Man movie. And uh, they just they pulled the rug underneath it because, you know, all the stuff going on with the strikes and whatnot. They just thought uh, it's not going to be viable to pull off. So uh, sad news for He-Man fans. Um, yeah, it's so um, I don't know. Uh, not not a big loss. I mean, uh, I don't think He-Man is like a huge property anymore like it used to be. I know they had like that new cartoon come out. But, you know, I mean, I don't I think it would have been a huge mistake to go forward. I mean, they've already they already lost a shit ton of money just in 
pre-production and whatnot. But I don't know. It would have been a mix, big mistake to put a lot of money into this. Netflix is already being dumb. Uh, and then supposedly they're like saying they had huge success with the whole, you know, cracking down on password sharing. And they have a bunch of new accounts open. But no, it's because you're counting, you know, you're, 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 you're counting like the different, uh, you know, locations using that same account as two different accounts now. So that, that, that doesn't count, but whatever. Apparently, John M. Chu, the director of the new uh, Wicked movie, said it's being put on hold, like everything else, because of the writers and actors strike. But this is this sucks extra because they're only like a few days away of, uh, away from finishing shooting, so that that kind of sucks for everybody. But uh, are you even interested in this at all? Maybe, maybe if it comes on streaming or something. I don't know. I'm not too big of a fan. Like I like The Wizard of Oz, but I'm not a big fan of uh, Wicked uh, or musicals in general. Uh, so uh, yeah, I might check it out if it was on streaming or something, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, uh, very interested in this, but maybe there are, maybe there are some people out there. Uh, so they're on a little break. Hopefully they can finish it soon. Uh, but, uh, Ariana Grande is keeping busy between filming. Apparently she's now dating her Wicked co-star, uh, Ethan Slater after her breakup, uh, with her ex-husband Dalton Gomez. I, uh, not not that I thought you'd care, but I thought I'd just throw that in there for filler. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at him. Uh, he, uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, any clips, but I think he plays SpongeBob on the uh, uh, SpongeBob musical. He's actually pretty good on that, but uh, not to get too off topic. Here. All right, let's just move on, move on, move on from this garbage. All right, all right, all right. Next bit of movie news: reviews are starting to come in. Uh, for Barbie and Oppenheimer, or more affectionately known as Barbenheimer. Oh, this, what do you think about this whole phenomenon of, of the movies coming out at the same time? And, you know, uh, I like the duality of such different, uh, you know, style of movie uh, being mashed up together. What do you think about that whole thing? It's different. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to see both of them. Uh, so, the, I don't know, this, I want to partake in this this phenomenon of culture. Uh, but yeah, reviews are coming in. Apparently there's glowing reviews for both of them. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, for the Barbie movie have come in at 89%, which is pretty solid, and uh, 93% uh, for Oppenheimer. Which one are you looking forward to more? Oppenheimer. <laughs> I think uh, for me that goes without saying Oppenheimer uh, looks very epic. I mean, I heard it's one of uh, you know, Christopher Nolan's greatest movies of all time, if not his greatest. So I definitely want to check that out. But Barbie, uh, the Barbie movie looks so fun. Um, normally when they make movies about like toys and whatnot, it's usually, uh, just a very, uh, straightforward, like cash grab type of thing. It's very, I don't know, uncreative, uh, you know, just meant for the kids and whatnot. But I don't know something about this. It seems very like, um, offbeat, um, just kind of wacky and I don't know, has some kind of a deeper meaning to it than just trying to sell the toy. So, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to checking out uh, what it, that's all about. Uh, and then it just looks so hilarious. I don't know. Uh, gotta, I definitely want to see that movie as well. All right. All right. All right. Our next bit of movie news. AMC abandons their sightline policy that charges more for better seats. I, uh, I'm so glad they got rid of that. Are you? Yep. I think that's dumb, like, you know, just to charge more uh, for the privilege of, of being able to see the movie better. That's ridiculous. It should be first come, first serve. You know, if you get there early and pay for the seats, you know, center, uh, like, uh, what, what's your optimal seating arrangement? Where do you like to sit? 
Uh, just near at the top. Not not too much at the top, but just somewhere near on the top at the. You like to top. be high up. Yeah. I mean, so this wouldn't have affected you as much, but not really. I, I like to be typically in the middle, like in the middle of the aisle, in the middle of the theater, like not too close, not too far, just kind of like spot on right in the middle there. So um, th- those would be the more expensive seats. So I'm glad that they got rid of that. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Like I said, it should be, you, you know, not whoever can pay the most should get the best seat. It should be, you know, first come, first serve. You pay whatever you pay for any seat, and that's that's good enough. I'm glad they got rid of that. All right, all right, all right. Next bit of movie news. Apparently, The Flash has earned just $106.8 million domestically, which is less uh, than what the, the Green Lantern made, the ill-fated Green Lantern with uh, Ryan Reynolds, which made $166.6 million. So it, The Flash did worse financially than the green lantern what do you think about that well uh, i'll give you my opinion on the flash movie it's a little confusing a little different but uh, i'm glad they got michael keaton in the movie which is very very <laughs> awesome but however the cameos are so different and so familiar and i got this nostalgia feeling about it when i saw it i'm like you know what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah like, like like i said you know just a little while ago. I think that was the only thing it had going for it, but I don't know. Do you think it's just DC in general, or do you think, uh, do you think like, um, all superhero movies are on their way out? I think they're on their way out because, uh, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, uh, they're kind of, you know, flopping or they're doing well. I have no idea. I mean, it's, you know, it's, basically up to the box office people and whatnot and it's a bunch of nonsense because movies and theaters are supposed to do very very well and i i have no idea what the lippy do is going on (laughs) uh yeah i know what's going on they need to start making better movies that's what they need to do excuse me um that's what it all comes down to you know uh, and then everything's going to be fine, fine, fine. Because I've got one hand in my pocket, and then it has money, and I'm going to pay him for a movie. I want it to be good, not just some rehash of some shit that I've seen before. Uh, anyway, not to get too off topic here. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think that's what it Yeah, I agree with you. I think that, um, you know, superhero movies are unfortunately finally coming to a close. I mean, it's been a good run, man. I mean, we started with... But Blade, X-Men, Spider-Man, and, you know, the big superhero movie, boom. And uh, now I think it's just the whole market's oversaturated, you know. It's like in, uh, superhero inflation. We, we have so much content, it's worthless now, unfortunately. Um, but like I mentioned before, I'm a Marvel writer die, so I'll, I'll watch those movies until they burn into the ground. But Yep, <laughs> I'm a Marvel fan also. Uh, even if I don't enjoy it so much, I'm going to sit through it and be like, I, you know, I got to be here to watch it, man. I feel like I'm invested for some shit, for some reason. <laughs> it's still in theaters, The Flash, so I guess, yeah. you know, uh, some other stuff, you know, it's in theaters, so if you get a chance, see it, go see it. If you don't want to, you don't have to. I mean, you know, it'll be based on your opinion or whatnot, but um, yeah, if you do go see it, there are going to be there's, there's, there's gonna be some, you know, surprises and some, some cameos and some... Woo! <laughs> what? 
All right, all right. Let's move on from this DC crap. Uh, apparently, there's a new Lego movie coming out, uh, but it has nothing to do with the previous movies. Uh, apparently, Universal uh, bought the rights from Warner Brothers like three years ago, which I knew nothing about. But um, yeah, they're doing a new Lego movie now. It has nothing to do with the previous films. Uh, and it's it's supposedly going to be a mixture of like like animation and live action. I don't know what the hell that's going to be about. Uh, are you? Does this sound interesting? Do you like Lego? Yeah, I, I remember seeing the uh, Lego Batman movie. Uh-huh. I remember seeing the Lego movie also, but the Lego Batman movie was so good because I liked seeing you know Billy Dee Williams cast <laughs> as Two Face. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. The good thing about this Lego movie, they won't be uh, forced into using. Uh, only Warner Brothers properties in their film. Uh, so hopefully we'll see a little more variety. Uh, but yeah, I have no other than a description of being a mixture of live action and animation. I have no idea what this is going to entail. So hopefully it's interesting. Hopefully they keep it fresh. I'm just tired of movies in general because everything's a, like a established IP or a sequel or a reboot or uh, I don't know. I want some fresh ideas. People yep. come up with something interesting <laughs> for crying out loud. Anyway, not to get too off topic here. Well, this brings a wrap uh, to this episode of This Week in Movie, Movie News. News. All right, all right, all right. Let's get on with the show. So, I mean, like I was saying, like, what, what do you think the state of this whole movie industry is, man? And right now, everything's in ruins because of the strike and whatnot. I it's mean, it's a load of. Uh, Bullpucky. Yep. I mean, uh, I don't know. Nothing's quite excited me like it used to, uh, according to, uh, you know, like stuff coming out and like the, 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 you know, the movies that, you know, we've been seeing. Uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't got that, you know, I haven't gotten that feeling in a long time. But man, I really, this is a movie of a lifetime. I don't know. What's the last movie? Uh, that you've uh, experienced, like where you just like this is going to be the best best movie in the world. Uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. <laughs> just the movie that you just saw. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so I mean, so so you do not have the same feeling that I do, where movies are just dead in general. Well, well, not really. I mean, I I, I like movies if they have a good plot line, if they're awesome in general. But you know, the thing is that you know, DC movies are kind of, you know, uh, just out of their, you know, way because, you know, something's going on and, you know, I guess, you know, they're not going to do another Flash movie because of, you know, what's, you know what I was going to say. Because it's but, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, what's the last movie that you, that you saw the trailer for that you're anticipating coming out that was, like, it felt like the biggest movie in the world, like... Oppenheimer! <laughs> Uh, I mean, okay, so I guess you don't have the, like you said, you don't have the same feeling that I do where it's like everything's just not quite as exciting as it used to be movie-wise. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel, I mean, like, it, I feel like the last big movie that I was anticipating where I felt like it was like a worldwide phenomenon was like, uh, like Endgame. Like, I feel like that, uh, like even, the, you know, obviously Marvel movies, people's like poo-poo on them and whatnot, but... I feel like the, you know, that was like the last time I felt like you know, this movie was going to be like a global phenomenon. Everyone was invested in what was going on. Like, it was like the last of the blockbusters and whatnot. I mean, of course, you had like stuff like Avatar, but that stuff's not my bag. So I didn't get that kind of excitement for it. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Movies aren't, uh, I don't know. 
aren't as creative as they used to be. Uh, yeah, it's so different, you know. With Oppenheimer, they're going to use, you know, more realism instead of, you know, CGI, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that's one thing I, I, I am looking forward to Oppenheimer, not to say that I'm not looking forward to any movie, but it just nothing has that big buzz uh, like it used to and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, definitely Oppenheimer, kind of like you said, because it doesn't use uh, so much CGI, it, ge- it gives it a little more of appeal, uh, like a little bit of an old school Hollywood feel to it. it. You know, of course, Christopher Nolan likes using film. Uh, you know, it's definitely not a superhero movie, which is good. Uh, so that gives us something a little, you know, a little different to look forward to. You know, it's based off of obviously a real life guy and real life events uh, in history. So that that's that's something a little bit more, uh, you know, interesting. You know, um, you know, it, you know, it's obviously it's not going to be like a huge uh, action packed, crazy like fight flick, or uh, you know people shooting laser beams out of their eyes. So it gives us something a little more slow pace oh, yeah. uh, that we can enjoy and absorb and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to that actually. Yeah. But it's like I said, it doesn't have like the huge buzz like, but um, I mean, definitely uh, people are saying this is like the movie of the century. So I don't know. We'll see. Oh, maybe when I watch it, well, I want, I definitely want to do a review of it. Uh, oh, definitely. I'm so I, I really want to do an interview, a review about it. Yeah. I mean, it literally just came out. So, um, I want to hopefully see it this weekend along with Barbie to experience the Barben, the true Barbenheimer phenomenon. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, maybe maybe this movie will reignite my passion for movies. I mean, I, I never lost the passion for movies, but, uh, you know, sometimes I feel that uh, you know, movies aren't nowadays aren't as good as they used to be. That's why I like talking about a lot of older movies. You know, we talk about uh, we talked about Willy Wonka. Uh, we you know, we talk about. You know, movies of 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 the past, and it's because they were they used to be so um, inventive and creative. And I like old school movies because, especially ones with like a not not as much of a budget, because um, you know they had to fly by the seat of their pants and pull stuff out of thin air essentially to make uh, to make the magic happen. And that's that's like really the most exciting part of movie making. At least you know that's just my opinion, man. But. Uh, Sometimes it's, it's it's fun to watch a movie that had to be so creative and inventive instead of having all the money in the world. Let me look at the... I mean, this has been said to death, but um, like the, the Star Wars prequels. What do you think about those? Those are really, really different. And <laughs> the more I get a little confused about it, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, um, when are they going to stop doing it? Because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's really, really kind of, kind of... Uh, over for it? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. But, because uh, uh, people are sort of tired of it. I mean, the original. I mean, like the new trilogies stuff are out? awesome, but the the new trilogy, mm, I don't know. Yeah, so you're talking about the new stuff coming out. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're beating it to death, like they are the superhero franchise. Uh, but what I was talking about with the prequel trilogy is that, I mean, it's proof of concept that sometimes more money doesn't mean a better movie. Um, I mean, look at the what they had to deal with with the original trilogy, and they had to do a lot of like maneuvering around their their financial limitations. Obviously, it's, you know, as the sequels came about, like you have um, you know Empire and Return of the Jedi, they had more money to play with. But even then, they had to kind of really use the money to the best of its ability to the best of their ability uh, to get the picture made. But um, 
especially that first Star Wars movie. I mean, they had like, you know, very, they had to use their budget wisely and they had to repurpose a lot of things to make the alien costumes. And, you know, it was just a lot of magic happening and they had to invent technologies to get the look that they were going for. Uh, but then by the time the prequels rolled around, they had CGI and, you know, all this new technology to play with and all this huge budget to play with. And the George Lucas could put whatever he wanted in the movie and it would suffer for it. It, it definitely wasn't as uh, good of a trilogy for it. So sometimes, uh, sometimes having budgetary limitations make you more creative. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, would you agree? Yep. And sometimes some of the, the, the more uh, underdog movie is, the better it comes out. Not always. I mean, uh, <laughs> there are some shit movies uh, you know, that are very low budget. As we see, um, I don't know if you ever watched the Red Letter Media guys on, on YouTube. But, uh, oh, I do. I mean, that's they're their, funny that's, guys. <laughs> that's their shtick. They watch a lot of uh, shitty uh, low budget movies. So not to say that a low budget movie is automatically good. So that's that's just wrong right, right off the bat. Let's get that out there. But... Um, but I do believe that uh, sometimes when you're forced to be creative, uh, you're better for it. You know. Um, what are there? Are there any other movies that are coming out that you're looking forward to? Oh, I don't know, man. There's, uh, I have no idea, but there, there should be a lot of movies that are gonna come out. But uh, any, yeah, you have, know. have you seen any trailers and whatnot? I know we just watched the Wonka trailer, which is why we decided to review uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um. What do you think about that new Wonka movie? I might see it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't want to see it in theaters. I could tell you that right off the bat. I'd, I'd watch it on streaming maybe, but I don't know. I don't know if that uh, Timothy Chalamet was the right fit for it. It's like they're trying to pull inspiration from the uh, Gene Wilder version, but I don't know. He's not the right guy to be the Gene Wilder version. They use a lot of the, his shtick, like, you know, saying an, a thing backwards and then, he, he, and then you know, and he, then he ends up saying like, "Oh, strike that, reverse it." And, you know, and they pulled that from there. A lot of some of the aesthetic, like the look of the Oompa Loompas. Um, I don't know what, what the, what's the deal with um, what's his name being an Oompa Loompa. Who who was that actor? I'm having a brain fart right now. Who, who was the actor that played uh, the Oompa Loompa in the trailer? Oh, I don't know. What's his name? Uh, he's uh, Mickey Blue Eyes. Uh, <laughs> Frank Sinatra, Hugh Grant. No. Hugh Grant, there you Hugh go. Grant. Hugh, Grant. Hugh Grant, not Frank Sinatra. He's dead. He's long dead. I don't know. If, I doubt they would pull up his bones uh, to play an Oompa Loompa. Or I mean, I guess they could do. They could CGI. They him. could do CGI. That's true. But uh, no, Frank Sinatra is not the Oompa Loompa. Uh, <laughs> they got Hugh Grant to play an Oompa Loompa, and uh, I don't know. They, they made him about like this big, um, maybe about the size of a, like a shoe, and um, I don't know. I don't know why why they got him to play. I mean, they should have got a little person, but. Uh, I don't know, I digress. Not to get too off topic. Uh, I don't know, but overall that movie just kind of looks blah. Um, you can't capture the magic of Gene Wilder. Don't, don't f***ing try it. Don't try it. Uh, I don't know, what else? What else is there that's coming out? I honestly can't think of anything. I don't uh, know, like actually. Blue Beetle? You know, there's like a, the Blue Beetle. I saw that's the trailer another... for it, and it looks I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for the actor. I like him in uh, Cobra Kai, but man, that movie... It also looks like another piece of shit. Uh, another DC movie. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm being too negative, but I want something that, that's exciting and fresh, man. Uh, there was one movie. I can't remember the name of it, but it looked hilarious. It's like an indie comedy. Um, 
And it's it reminded me of like a Napoleon Dynamite kind of energy um, where it's like it's a bunch of people at like some kind of theater camp or some shit. I don't know if you have you have you, have you seen the trailer for that? I don't think I have. Um, I don't know, but it, I thought it looked hilarious. Something I want something like that. Something that's like fresh and whatnot. Uh, what are what are some other movies that? Uh, well, you 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 said you saw Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, right? Yep. What was your opinion on that? Oh, it's awesome. You know, the action is terrific. Tom Cruise is you know awesome in that movie, and uh, uh, the other actors are awesome, and uh, the pace is is awesome. They filmed it in different countries, and um, of course, this is a two-parter movie, so they have part one. And then we're going to do part two. But, um, yeah, I checked the internet and it turns out that they're going to make more Mission Impossible movies if they can. I mean, I'm not sure, but... Yeah, I mean, they're going to do, do... Well, I mean, obviously they have Dead Reckoning Part 2, which was stupid. They shouldn't have broken up it in, into two parts. I thought they were doing that because this was like the final um, Mission Impossible movie. And then they were going to do like, you know, kind of like Death of the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2 or... Um, you know, how they did, um, Twilight, what did, what did the last one, part one and part two. Um, but apparently Tom Cruise, he got the Harrison Ford energy now and he's going to do like a billion of them till he's like, uh, you know, 80 years old and he can't freaking walk anymore. He's going to be doing stunts in his wheelchair or some shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He should just stop while he's ahead instead of trying to force this crap. But I don't know. He's he's insane. Well, he's gonna do what he's gonna do. We're gonna see him like parachuting, uh, you know, from his freaking deathbed or some shit. I, I saw the uh, the uh, movie, of course, and when I saw it, he's like, you know, doing stunts from like a high uh, uh, mountain or whatnot. He's like gonna oh, yeah, parachute on a train. It's like a parachute on a train. Yeah, it's it's, it's so dangerous yet you know very very you know unique, but it's like you know. Tom Cruise should get a stunt double, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we all know he loves doing his own stunts. I mean, he, uh, I mean, it, you know, it does make an interesting movie for it. I mean, uh, exciting and whatnot. But I don't know. I can't see him doing it till he's eighty. That's just too he much. He does need a stunt double for sure. I mean, I'm sure he does once in a while, but I mean, for the most part, he loves pushing it to the edge. Like apparently, he like he did that that cliff jump like six times or some shit and they, each time they're like did he die what uh, did he survive what's going on he's fucking nuts uh theater camp is the movie that i'm talking about this is the one i want to see apparently it's out right now but it, it's about an eccentric staff um and an upstate new york theater camp uh who must band together when their beloved founder falls into a coma and it looks very like indie uh like it looks like it's shot by like a um Almost, I don't know if it's on film or whatnot, but at least they make it look like it's shot on film. Uh, looks like it's like handheld almost, and it's very like like I said, almost Napoleon Dynamite vibes. Like very like, just like a director had a vision and did it and whatnot. Um, oh, that's 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 something I'm interested in is uh, the next Tarantino movie. I mean, stuff like that. Like I feel like I like directors who have a vision. I think that's why like. In terms of like uh, bigger budget stuff, I think that's why like um, like say like the Guardians movies they hold up as opposed to like a lot of the other newer Marvel movies and whatnot uh, because you know it's even though like some people don't like Gun and whatnot they 
claim he's this uh, this that or the other um i mean he is a, a director with a vision you know he's a writer director and he puts out what he wants to put out i think yeah, he's one of the, the only ones that circumvent that whole the studio system what were we gonna say oh uh quentin tarantino makes the best movies um and of course we don't know what his last film what what he'll make but uh Thumbs up for Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I mean, he's very consistent. He knows what he wants. He knows what makes uh, a good movie, and I think that's what makes his movie so exciting, you know? I mean, like, each of his movies is, like, it's very different. Uh, I mean, it's the only thing ones I thought that... The only one I didn't really like was uh, The Hateful Eight. Uh, but I think that's because he faced a lot of uh, issues with uh, someone leaking his script, and he had to change things. I don't know. What what is your uh would would you agree like did you think did you like the hateful eight um sort of i mean like i i, I saw little bits and pieces <laughs> yeah. of it and i uh i uh i liked some of it you know i i didn't know where it was going but i knew it had this plot and stuff like that but my favorite movies are pulp fiction and reservoir dogs and true romance those are great um i did uh, i hadn't seen uh um what's it what's the one uh what's the what's the second one that he did with pam greer i, I can't think right now oh uh jackie brown jackie brown i hadn't seen that until recently that's a that's a damn good movie i don't know it's like a very um un, underrated uh movie of his uh of course the kill bill movies are great but i do yeah, i do love i do love pulp fiction and uh but um but yeah i can't wait for his next movie like uh like i said yeah i do agree with you hateful eight not 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 his best um and it's very weird to do another like westerny type movie right after he just did Django, um, a little bit gratuitous, but uh, it's still still a solid movie uh, compared to what's out there and whatnot. So I think uh, Tarantino is one of those ones that hit that always hits the nail on the head for but me. But the real question is, what will his next movie be? Well, I mean, as we know, it's called like the movie critic or some shit like that. So I mean, I don't know. I trust him, and, and he he knows what he's doing. Uh, and then of course he's uh, after this, he's done. I mean, he might produce or something like that, but he's not going to direct any more movies. But, you know, he's still going to be rolling in the Mucho De Niro, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, he's not worried about that. He just, uh, he knows what he wants creatively, and he knows that. He, he's always said that after a certain amount of movies, he's going to be done, and that's it. Uh, that's why he always labels his movies like, oh, this is the fourth movie by Quentin Tarantino. Because it's like, he knows there's a finite amount of movies inside of him, and he doesn't want to force any more than he has to. So, which is great. I mean, that's very commendable. Like, he's he's a man of the craft, you know. So he knows what he wants, and he knows his limitations. Uh, and I hope he enjoys retirement, man. Uh, but yeah, there's not really too much that I'm looking out for. What do we got? Craven the Hunter? That's going to be a bunch of dog shit. Uh, um, well, yeah, because I saw the trailer in the... Trailer looked um, looked a little violent, and uh, I mean, I don't mind if a movie's violent, but is it good? That's what I care about, you know. Well, the thing is that the fucking they, RoboCop is violent. Were, uh, they were um, <laughs> they were pushing the uh, R ratings for yeah. um, Sony was pushing the R ratings for the Marvel Craven the Hunter. They could so push that, it all they want, thing. but is it, it going to be a good movie? That's all I care about, man. Like I was saying, RoboCop's a fucking violent movie. You got people getting blown to bits, but that shit was good. It had some good satire. Good action, you know. Craven looks like a bunch of horse horse balls. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with some creative uh, curse words here. I'm not trying to use the same one, but man, uh, I don't know. Forget not to get too off topic here. What do we got? The, like I said, the Aquaman sequel. Oh my god, just just trash it. Uh, we go, then we got a bunch of like Marvel shit coming up. Um, yeah, like I said, don't get me wrong. I love Marvel. 
but at this point it's more like I'm sticking with it like an old friend um I think the 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 infinity saga was like the the top tier marvel right there um uh, of course the marvels just dropped a new trailer uh I don't know if you've seen the new trailer they dropped of the marvels uh, I saw it yeah I'll check I'm gonna ch- I want to check it out just like I said at this point it's like I've been uh, following along with everything they're doing, so it's just like a, you know, see where they take these characters and whatnot. So I did like I did like Miss Marvel, the TV show. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what's with that. But um, Beetlejuice two, are you interested in Beetlejuice two? Yeah, more it, juice. It, it threw, uh, like, should, sorry, who's, who's going to be in there? It's Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton again. They're, they're just rehashing nostalgia to try and make money they're desperately trying to grasp at things like i mean i mean none of this is going to go forward at the current state of uh you know the writers and actors strike but i mean they've been filming beetlejuice too they we've seen it's like you know they recreated the set and winona writers still dressed like a freaking goth girl even though she's they should have dressed her like normal like she grew out of her goth phase and stuff like that but they're trying to make her look like she did in the first movie and and they got uh, what's the actress who played um, Wednesday in the Netflix show? Um, Jenna Ortega. She's going to be the daughter, the gothic daughter of the gothic character from the first movie. I don't know. It just seems. I don't know. I'm not excited about it too much, if I'm being realistic. But uh, I don't know. I just they're just trying to drop nostalgia for for mucho dinero, as you like to say. Uh, like I said, Blue Beetle. Apparently, they're making a sequel to Meg. The the Meg. I remember seeing it in theaters. Actually, it was very very, you know, very Jaws like movie. Very yeah. very different. You know, very very action. Very uh, high octane. But it's very very different. But I wonder what the second one's going to be about. I mean, it's another giant ass shark. I don't know. It's not much. Maybe. To, there's not much to it. It's not cerebral at all. You know, and of course they're doing. Um, that Joker movie with uh, and, uh, that that could be kind of interesting. I don't know. Uh, the first Joker movie was kind of good, and um, it's going to be a musical, like we've talked about. I don't know. That that could be uh, potentially interesting. I don't. Know, we'll see. Uh, apparently, uh, Lady Gaga was on set, uh, and then she would only respond to being called um, like uh, I forget. I don't know. She would only respond to responded to like being called like a certain name, like. Like alley or something, or I don't know. It was weird. I don't know some shit, some some like method bullshit. What do you think about method acting? Uh, it's very very good. You know, you know when, what method acting is, right? Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, people method act and stuff like that, and they're very good <laughs> at it. Just like Vince D'Onofrio. You just used the his, you just uh, used the word in the description, but what what I mean? You know what method acting is, right? So it's like then they take. Uh, a role and then they immerse themselves in it kind of like daniel day lewis where they were like they basically pretend to be the character they 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 assume their uh mental state and they like to be called that character they do things that the character would do so like i know like joaquin phoenix on the set of the uh joker or, or no 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 not joaquin phoenix uh it was what's his face the stupid um morbius dude oh yeah jared leto jared leto on when he was the joker on um Unlike the Suicide Squad movie, he would like act all crazy on set, and then he would like play pranks on his cast members to get in the the mindset of the Joker. I don't mind method acting when it doesn't harm anybody, but when you're your big asshole on set, like f- that noise, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I was watching the documentary. I had watched it years ago, but I rewatched it like yesterday. It's a documentary um, with Jim and Andy. Have you seen that? 
I have not seen it. Watch it on Netflix. It's where Jim Carrey plays Andy Kaufman, and uh, on the it's like uh, the movie is called Man on the Moon, and uh, he he the whole time he was playing Andy Kaufman, he essentially assumed like Andy Kaufman's like mental state, and he um, I don't know he he claimed that like Andy Kaufman inhabited him in a way and like influenced his behaviors and like he became Andy Kaufman and he was acting like a big asshole on set the whole time playing pranks on people and being unbearable the whole fucking time and uh it just seems insane to me that anyone put up with him <laughs> if I was the director I would have fired his ass for how he was behaving on set but uh check it out it's an interesting uh, uh like a study on the mental state of an actor who immerses themselves into this kind of uh, behavior and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. I don't like that bullshit. I wouldn't put up with that. Like just, you know, just act. You don't have to yep. be the person, you know? Yeah. You know, in this day and age, everything's all different and whatnot, but uh, you know, we're excited for these movies. Just so, you know, uh, you know, make something fresh, you know, make yeah, something different, exactly. you know, uh, maybe take it easy on the CGI. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I don't mind CGI when it's done right. And if it's like, at the end of the day, it's all about story. It's all about, is this movie interesting? And am I invested in what's going on on screen? And uh, a lot of studios are failing at that. They're more about content and what can we put out? And how can we, nostalgia? And how can we market? The, I mean, don't get me wrong. Movies are always about money. Movies are always about marketing. And But do it in a way that's interesting. You know, makes it worth my hard-earned money, you know. Uh, and lately, it's, uh, less and less movies are worth my hard-earned money. And since so, so stuff sounds interesting and it's a good soundbite and it gets, uh, you know, it, it gets me interested to a point, and then I, uh, and then it turns out that movie was just totally garbage. And uh, that's it's more and more increasing, and especially in a world where it's like there's so much content, it's just like to overload. You know, I don't know. I, I'm just looking for some movies that are interesting, like the movies of yore. Um, not to say they aren't out there. They're just kind of getting lost in the noise. So we should look for more of those uh, movies that are lost in the noise, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. But, yeah. Um, we'll definitely, you know, hopefully. I mean, I, I don't want to be a downer or anything. I'm not trying to be a downer on this episode. But, uh, you know, hopefully move, the Hollywood gets their shit together. They start paying their actors right. Yep. They downsize a little bit. They stop putting out so much garbage i think maybe maybe they use their brains to think about what they're putting out and uh no more no more reality tv i know no, that's not gonna happen because it makes so much money but <laughs> that's a bad thing about these strikes is that uh, reality tv emerges uh from the from the shadows even more so because it's so cheap to produce they don't have to write anything and they don't have to have actors they just get real people acting like um garbage people <laughs> i don't know like uh, Jersey Shore, for oh, example. God no. <laughs> um, there's there's also uh, way more besides that, but I don't want to. Not to get too <laughs> off topic here. I don't want to. I don't want to vomit uh, <laughs> and clean it up with comet. Earth, my planet. Uh, a million points to anyone that gets that reference. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Do you know <laughs> what I'm talking about? Yep. What? Uh, reality shows and so. Oh, no, that. no. I just quoted a movie. You don't know what I'm talking about. No. Right. Shrink, shrink, blinkity blink. Try to make me think. I want to go to my sink. 
Uh, Malibu's <laughs> most wanted. See, that's that's the kind of Hollywood I want. No, I'm just joking. Uh, see, now that's a guilty pleasure movie. You know, we should we should do another episode. We exactly. did one. We should do a movie review of Malibu's most wanted. <laughs> see, now it's also. I mean, I, not to say like I'm all like, you know, I'm all about like classy movies, and we should make better movies. Yeah, I like I like garbage like Malibu's Malibu's most wanted. Also, but see that the thing about that movie it was an original idea. Uh, from a comedian, and whether you have opinions on him or not, but I, you know, he can be funny. You know, that movie did good, and uh, I think, you know, like I said, it, it's. I was a super fan, and even if it's of not those, the greatest that movie, movie back yeah. in the days. Yeah, man. Even if it's not the greatest movie, at least it was original, right? Uh, I have a heart for that movie, so I don't know if so do I. likes that movie. Uh, write it in the comments if you what your opinions on Malibu's Most Wanted. Or, uh, I want to read that shit. Uh, but anyway, you know, I think we should bring this episode to a wrap. Uh, yep. I, think, you know, I thought it was a fun little episode. Just talk about the state of this industry. And I got to get to work. So, Yep. Because <laughs> uh, this shit ain't paying the bills. Uh, but it's been fun just Almost. talking, talking with you. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, but um, it's been fun just talking with you about the state of this industry. And, um, you know, stuff going on. Stuff coming out. What do we think about it and all that stuff, you know? And we will keep doing this and we will bring you new content so yes uh keep no, definitely. on watching well what i'm not wrapping it up quite yet but, uh i definitely want to see barbenheimer so let's let's let's, <laughs> let's try and both see those movies this weekend we can talk about it uh yeah we'll have some fun with that maybe we'll maybe we'll review that in the next next episode who knows but uh, uh like i said it's been fun my name is alec and my name's dj the movie man wagner also known as the COE of the men who watch movies. And uh, we hope to see you next week. Uh, like I said, we have some more great content for you. And we hope that you keep on, on watching. watching. I Thank hope this you. goes viral. Maybe, 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 maybe not. Probably not.